My novel Finding Home is available for purchase on February 20th in everywhere that books are sold. One reader called it a spiritual experience embedded in pure drama. And that's exactly what I wanted to do. Tell a fantastic story, but reveal all the layers of spiritual truth that were in the prodigal son parable when Jesus told it. But we miss it with our Western eyes. You will be amazed at the Father's incredible love for you. You can find out more on my website, susankamacias.com backslash finding dash home. Welcome, friend. Do you find yourself with an empty nest and a faded vision? Then you're in the right place. God still has a calling and mission for us in the second half of our lives. Because you know what? We're not done yet. So join me, Susan Macias, author, speaker, and empty nest mom, and let's explore how our family, our church, and our world needs us. Hey friend, I'm glad you're here today. In the last few episodes, we've been on a roll, talking about some body parts, which possibly could be that as I'm getting older, I'm much more aware. My parts hurt more. Things that I never even thought about before don't work as well. And I'm finding a lot of analogies to that and my spiritual life. In episode five, we talked about our hearts and about the cure we need to find for bitterness. Last week in episode six, we discussed instructions in Hebrews 12 about strengthening our knees. And today in episode seven, we're going to return to that same verse, Hebrews 12, 12, and we're going to talk about our hands. In that verse, it says, therefore, lift your drooping hands and strengthen your weak knees. Took the knees first. Now let's go back to our drooping hands. The New American Standard Bible calls it strengthening the hands that are weak. What does that even mean? How do our hands get weak? Why do they droop? Well, we got a slew of biblical examples to explain this to us. Jeremiah was a prophet at the very end of Israel before they are taken into captivity. He's the last voice calling out to them as they are faced with what seems annihilation. He's writing in a time of great calamity. People have left God, but they are surrounded by the enemy and they are getting ready to be overtaken. And when you got overtaken back in the ancient world, it was ugly. We see in Jeremiah 47.3, he is describing what it looks like at this time. And he says, the fathers have not turned back for their children because of the limpness of their hands. It was a way of saying they were just even too tired to take care of their own kids. Isaiah prophesied about a hundred years before Jeremiah. He is prophesying though to a um, very similar situation. He's prophesying to the northern kingdom as they are getting ready to be taken into captivity. And this is his call to them in Isaiah 35, 3 and 4. Strengthen the weak hands and make firm the feeble knees. That sounds familiar, doesn't it? Say to those who have an anxious heart, be strong, fear not. Behold, your God will come with vengeance with the recompense of God. He will come and save you. So he's given them a sense of hope and in living in hope, they need to strengthen weak hands and make firm feeble knees, you know, drooping hands, limp hands, weak hands, hands that are too tired to lift in praise or fold in prayer or do the work that God gives us to do. You know, I got to be honest. Sometimes I feel a little too tired for a second half calling. 
I've been trying to answer God's call my whole life. And now in this place where I am that has feeble knees and weak hands, and he wants me to come out and do something more. But God never gives us instructions without the ability to do it. 70 years after that dad's two-week moment in Jeremiah, the Israelite captives are returning to Jerusalem. The city's been been torn down. In their absence, other people have moved in. They're not super excited to see the Israelites return. Nehemiah is sent from the king, bringing supplies and men to rebuild the wall so that the city can be protected. And in that, the enemies say, I don't think so. They're taunting them. They're threatening them. And it's a very difficult situation. I think that's something that makes my hands weak. Doubt, despair, weariness, worry. But listen to what Nehemiah says. In Nehemiah 6, 9, he's trying to encourage the people. And he says, listen, all of them are trying to frighten us thinking they will become discouraged with the work and it will not be done. Anybody afraid these days? We got words like pandemics and falling economy. There's riots. There's protests. There's a scary election. Who can even predict what will happen or what the fallout will be? And that's what happens to us. We get these taunting around us of everything that's happening And it feels like God's out of control or turned his face away. And we don't know what to do. This is what Nehemiah prays. But now, oh God, strengthen my hands. Nehemiah didn't try to wrestle up his own strength. He asked God to strengthen his hands. His sufficiency for this task that he had, which was pretty much an impossible task, It could only come from the Lord. Listen to him. In Nehemiah 8.10, he tells the people, do not grieve for the joy of the Lord is our strength. We're the same. Like Nehemiah, we have work to do. We probably have something to build, to create, to say, to serve. And like Nehemiah, we are not sufficient for the task we are given. We might not be building a wall around a city, but I believe God is calling us to build his kingdom in his name, wherever he has us. Listen how the Lord answered Nehemiah's cry for help. So the wall was completed. When all our enemies heard of it and all the nations surrounding us saw it, they lost their confidence for they recognized this work had been accomplished with the help of our God. Isn't that awesome? Our weakness, our inability, our weariness, they're all just platforms to have there be no other explanation but God. If something happens, it's Jesus in us that accomplishes anything, that builds anything. I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. I could never do a podcast on my own. I had never opened GarageBand until a few months ago. And I'm looking at it going, I don't even know what these buttons mean. I could not be doing this weekly without the Lord coming along. In 2 Corinthians 3, 5, it says not that we're sufficient in ourselves. Oh, isn't that the best news ever? We aren't sufficient. You feel like I can't do it. God's like, of course you can't. You're not sufficient in yourself. 
We're not sufficient in ourselves to claim anything is coming from us, but our sufficiency is from God. That was 2 Corinthians 3, 5. Our sufficiency is from God. I can't get myself strong enough, but I am told to strengthen my weak hands and firm up my weak knees. So when my hands are too limp, I need to find a solution because complaining that I'm too tired and too discouraged is not going to get the job done. Let's not be like those too tired to turn back dads. Where does our strength come from? Okay, buckle up, because I am going to overload you with truth. The reality is that there is no good earthly explanation, but this is where our strength comes from. Psalm 46.1, God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble. Proverbs 18.10, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and are safe. Isaiah 41.10, so do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Exodus 15.2, the Lord is my strength and my song. He has given me victory. Isaiah 30, 15, for thus said the Lord God, the Holy One of Israel, in returning and rest, you shall be saved in quietness and in trust shall be your strength. Psalm 118, 14, the Lord is my strength and my song. He has become my salvation. Ephesians three sixteen. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being. Philippians 4.13, I can do all this through him who gives me strength. Psalm 28.7-8, the Lord is my strength and my shield. In him my heart trusts and I am helped. My heart exalts and with my song I give thanks to him. The Lord is the strength of his people. He is the saving refuge of his anointed. How do you feel now? The strength of the Lord is how any work is ever completed. Whether it's Nehemiah's work, or Isaiah, or Jeremiah, or our work, it is always and forever with the help of God. The strength of the Lord makes our knees firm. The strength of the Lord breaks the bonds of bitterness in our heart. And the strength of the Lord enables us to lift our hands. If you're feeling worn out, the only place to go is Jesus. So run to Him, climb in His lap, and let His strength lift your hands and make your knees firm. If you want to find those references that I read, you can go to my show notes. It's on the blog just look for the post for episode seven. See you next week. Thanks for joining me today. Check out my website, susankmacias.com to find more encouragement and to be empowered toward taking your next step. Connect with me on Facebook or Instagram at Susan K. Macias. If you enjoyed the podcast, would you please leave a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, or whatever platform you listen on? subscribe and share it with a friend who needs some encouragement to pursue God's call. And what about you? What's Jesus calling you to do? Be brave. Take a baby step. 
do the next thing because you're not done yet. 